So I had a week off and took Odin out to the Dales and he has not recovered yet. And recorded like three podcasts. So does anybody see my menopause podcast today? Obviously, I was not the expert on it, having never had a period in my life, surprisingly. Um, boom, hit it up. Um, it's very, very interesting. I learned quite a lot, but it's kind of like, it's a bit that I'm interested. Should I be saying that? Should I be interested in the menstrual cycle? It's not really to do, a taboo subject anymore, is it? Hello, Sonia. So first question today. So we've got four-ish. The first two, I'm just going to blend into one, really. But the first question was, um, on my quiz yesterday, I asked everybody if they should, if everybody's goal should be to build muscle. And the answer to that is yes. Um, I think about 60% of people put no, because obviously they probably don't think that their goal is to build muscle, even though it is. Uh, because everything, everything you do in the gym should be aimed to build muscle. And... The reason for that is because you essentially, by going to the gym, yes, you are trying to make you feel better, self feel better by running or strength training or whatever it might be and empowering yourself to do what you do. But the idea of actually going to the gym is to essentially live longer. And whilst we want to live longer, so if you, I put an extra 20 years on my life, I just want to be able to do stuff with it. Like I don't want to just sit there and vegetate for 20 years. I want to go out and explore. Like, what's the fucking point of having a pension if you're not going to actually fucking sit down or fucking not sit down and go on cruises, go climbing, go mountaineering, go and do all the shit that you've not been able to do because you're bogged down earning the money to be able to go and do it. It's almost like strength training is your pension. Like, the money you put away just allows you to pay for all the stuff you actually wanted to do. And your body and strength training allows you to actually go can do it. Like if you want to go and get to Everest base camp at 65, like strength training will allow you to do that. And that's why everybody's goal should be to build muscle. Like regardless of your age, if 15, go and build muscle because you'll be hench by the time you're 25. If you're 60, go and build muscle because if you fall over in 10 years time, you're going to get up, dust yourself down rather than break a hip and die in hospital. Simple, really. Like, females will come over to me and be like, oh, I want to turn up. That's building muscle. I want to be stronger. That's building muscle. I want to have better-looking glutes, legs, arms, shoulders. That's building muscle. So a lot of people don't realize it, but their goal is to build muscle, and they should go and train. Doesn't matter what they do, doesn't matter how you do it, just go and train, try to be better every single week. All right? And then... The second question, which I'm just going to bang on the end of that one, really, um, came from one of my clients in Blake. Well, should I build muscle or lose fat first? And in reality, the train... Oh, my Alexa's... Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I watched just going off. In reality, the training between losing fat and building muscle doesn't change. Like, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to weight train, you're going to strength train, you're going to make yourself build muscle it's just the calories you intake will change dramatically so if you want to gain muscle kind of need to eat in a surplus unless you're a beginner you can build muscle whilst in a deficit but obviously you're not giving yourself the best possible ability to do that 
Whereas in a surplus, you give your body the energy to actually be able to break down proteins and build muscle. Okay, it's quite an expensive process, like building muscle. We can build, build as a beginner, about two pounds of muscle a month around that. Whereas if you're big, you can easily lose four or five kilos a month. So there's quite a massive difference. But the training won't change. All you're going to do is change the amount of calories you're eating. Um, so the answer to that question is, if you feel like you want to get leaner, then lose fat, eat less. The training's going to stay the same. Um, then one of my group coaching clients um, asked me, obviously my group coaching, there's a lot of focus on protein every meal and just baking that habitual. And they said that they only eat meals, two meals a day. So can they get all their meal, all their protein in those two meals? I mean, the answer to that is yes, but they're going to have to have like 70, 75 grams of protein each meal so if you only eat two meals just make sure that you have a snack or something that is very protein oriented because like 75 grams of protein at once yes it's fine it's not optimal but it's fine like you're going to get 150 grams of protein in that day with two meals but that's a lot to eat like especially if you're on like 2500 3000 calories or something like that it's a lot of food to eat in two meals so you want to be snacking. You want to be making sure that you have like a double scoop protein shake. You'll get 50, 60 grams of protein in that. Makes the other two meals a lot easier for you to like actually eat and enjoy rather than being like, what the sake, I need to eat some protein again. Because we do bang on about it a bit too much probably. But it's what saves lives. Um, and then the last question came from, again, my group coaching client. Um, and they said, how much impact does alcohol have on you apart from the calories? So obviously we know that alcohol has seven calories per gram, so more than protein and fats. There are more protein and carbs. Fats has nine calories per gram. So the impact of alcohol is actually, um, it stops fat burning All right, initially. So what, and it actually stops you burning carbohydrates as well because it's prioritized as a fuel source. So basically it sits in your blood and you will just siphon it off and utilize energy. That's why people get hyper when they drink. All right. It also stops your sleep. Even though it'll put you to sleep, it will wake you up. And from a single session of drinking, you've got to think there's more risk factors to it than just the whole body composition and feeling drunk and throwing up and stuff like that. Like you make poor decisions, you usually eat more, you get into accidents and fights and stuff like that. People become massive dickheads when they drink and you lose that whole self-control and um, yeah, all the rest that comes with it. All. Um, so that's the, from a, from a single point perspective, but from like, if you continuously drink and you continuously, I think it's the limit, it's like 14 units. So if you continuously over drink, over consume alcohol by like 14 units per week, then you enter the realm of one, you're consuming a lot of calories there. So there's the whole risk of obesity. And then obviously the obesity related diseases. But first of all, your liver's not going to be in a good place. And liver disease, liver damage, shit like that. It's just not fun. 
Um, you've got an increased risk of cancers, stroke, heart disease, uh, brain damage, nervous system damage, shit like that. And the, there is a slight bit of research that if you consume like one to two units per week, you do have an increased um, metabolic adaptation to to health. Like, um, I think it's like a cardiovascular benefit. But how many people only drink one to two units per week? It's usually either none or five minimum, like two beers, I think is five. So yes, there is the calorie aspect of it. And yes, burgers, fuel sauce, yada, yada, yada. But you also have to realize that if you overdrink or overconsume alcohol, there is some massive metabolic damages that can happen. And obviously that leads to other shit. Yeah, so liver, brain, kidney, all that kind of um, jazz. Personally, if you don't drink, you're probably going to have a benefit. If you like to drink, pick your days, make sure it's seldom, and think of the like the law of diminished returns, where you're more excited to do it if you want to do it once a month, whereas if you have it every single day, you don't get the benefit of it. And you've got to think, like, if you said, all right, well, I'm going to have one glass of wine a week and it's going to be on a Friday night, think how much you would look forward to that Friday night glass of wine with a meal, sitting on the TV, with your partner. And it almost takes the edge off for you. So, yes, huge calorie intake, huge health complications that can come, come with alcohol. And there's also the whole just being a dickhead while you're drunk. All right. Um, if you don't have any questions, pop them below. I'll get to them as I go. I do like the Q&As because I just do them. They're nice, short and sweet. Um, and I will hopefully speak to you all soon. Cheers, guys. Ugh. <sighs>